Will do. So, hello everyone, and welcome to another PAP Chat, Productivity App Chat, where we talk about productivity, tools, methodology, philosophy, and everything in between. I've got that down now, sorted. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, was, I was sitting here, I'm like, damn, that's a tongue twister, and you got that all smooth on a Saturday morning. I'm like, how... Yeah, well, it's, it's Saturday afternoon slash evening for me. Uh, Torin, good to see you. Gail, good to see you. Kim as well, and everyone else. Today we have Yvonne joining us. It's not Ask Evie anymore, is it? It is your name, the channel. Is it? No, actually, the, the YouTube channel is Ask Evie. Oh, it is. Okay. It is I, Ask I, I Evie. Sure. That's what I branded it for. Cool. So I have I have you, your your channel linked in the description below if anyone wants to have a look. And for those that aren't familiar with who you are, what you do, and things like that, do you want to give us a, a brief brief overview? Brief. How was that? When you get me start talking, I don't shut up. How much time do we have? Um, no, pretty much my general intro is I'm a digital. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm worse than you are today. Send send some of that over. I am <laughs> um, a business efficiency consultant for digital entrepreneurs. So pretty much what you're going to see on my YouTube channel is focused on ClickUp. I've been with ClickUp now for about two years after I left Asana. Um, focusing on uh, peeps like live streamers, YouTubers, content creators, as well as coaches and social media managers. That's kind of the, the target market, the niches I talk to simply because that's what I live every day. That's where I work and click up. And I'm more, I like the word efficiency more than I like the word productivity, actually, because even though we might be productive that day, doesn't mean we've been efficient. So that's one, one of my things, but I'm getting there. I'm working on my own definition of productivity. So I'm getting more comfortable with the actual word. <laughs> That, that's fair. I know it's been a topic that's been brought up on previous streams. The the language used in productivity, efficiency, technology, uses of apps, context of words, and the rest of it. And as soon as you bring other languages in, I know we've got a, a global audience. As soon as you bring other languages in, what does that word mean? What language are you coming from? What context are you talking about? What words came before it or after it? And I'm like, I'm native German. So when when I try to explain why I see perception and language with, with so much importance is, I use the example that in German language, we have about a hundred different levels between I like you and I love you. There is some cutesy stuff and everything where it literally means different levels of how much I like you. And you don't have that in English language not that much so yep. bringing up language and all of that i am especially with my accent some people are like what, what what are you talking about what how i'm like i don't have an accent i don't know what problem you have so yeah it's it's also for me a growth piece where it's like it matters what we put into the word for me productivity the word in itself always gave me struggle because I can be productive, but I'm actually procrastinating on the things that I need to get done. We've all done that. Just checking off things of our to-do list and nothing is actually moving forward. But that's my own perception. It matters what we do with our productivity. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And you, you saying your your German as well? It just made me think. What's that? Three of the last four guests have been German. 
So Tom, Kim, who's in chat now, and yourself, you're all, I don't know. It's in our blood. It literally, I'm like, when, when people ask me, how did you get here? I'm like, I just follow the yellow brick road. It's all logical. It totally makes sense to me. It took me forever to realize that I see systems and processes where other people just see chaos. I'm like, yeah, no, but you can put this in a box and this is what you are so I had to learn that some people don't see stuff like I do. Oh yeah, oh yeah, completely agree. So you mentioned ClickUp. I, yeah. I have ClickUp in the title because you use ClickUp. Before I say, okay, you use ClickUp, what else do you use? I'm curious, what are your, what are your thoughts on other applications just in general when it comes to the all-in-one app? It's not all-in-one. First of all, it's not all in one. And I'm happy to say Layla posted it on Twitter, actually. They finally took it out and stopped saying one tool to rule them all. It's bullshit. <clears throat> Do I get to say bullshit on here? Yes. Um, it's and like, seriously, first of all, we shouldn't try to cramp everything into one tool. Focus on one thing or even on a couple of things if you have different departments that can focus on one thing and do it right and then build up on it. You can't replace Airtable yet. You can't replace my Google Docs yet. So we are not one tool to rule them all. And I've been fighting with them on that for a while. Um, and to me, what I'm really proud of myself is, yes, I love ClickUp. I've been around the guys for two years, talking to Zap, talking to the developer, talking to social media. I will not recommend ClickUp if it's not the right solution for you. There is people that I told, no, no, stick with the solution you have. We cannot do this in ClickUp. This doesn't make sense for you. This will not save you time. This will not make life easier. So um, I think I even had a video on that where I'm like, stop looking at a tool for your solution. A tool is not going to save your problems. It might make it easier to deal with the stuff, but the problem usually is you or your business. And I will add on to that. It could also make it harder. I yeah. know Notion for some people, they look at it and go, Notion's going to solve my problems. How do I build this? How do I build that? Can I have a consultant for this? I need this. I need that. You're like, You've just created more problems than you had yep. to start with. <laughs> I would imagine it's the same with ClickUp. Some yeah. people start using ClickUp and they go, how do I do this? How do I do that? How should and I it's, that's going to happen with every single tool. So especially when you come out of that thought of, ooh, this is going to solve all my problems. I'm like, no, you are learning a new tool. And um, I was I was talking about that. I remember that in one video where it's like, oh, this tool isn't working for me, no matter if it's Asana or Trello or whatever. And you're coming over to ClickUp. But then you are trying to use this the, a new tool the same way you used your old tool. It's not working that way. You need to work in the tool how the tool works best. And with ClickUp, you know it. We have how many different ways to show data, to do tasks, to do recurring. The nice thing about it is that you have these multiple possibilities to cater to your team how they process information. That's the good thing, but it's also the bad thing. Oh, yes. The learning curve with a tool like ClickUp right in the beginning, oh, hell, put on the blinders, get to the what problem do you want to solve and start there and use it. But that's, again, that's the same thing with every single tool. It doesn't matter which one it is. 
Yeah, it, it's it's advice that I think needs to go across the board. Yeah. I, I don't know whether maybe it's naivety, people coming into the digital world and be like, oh yeah, it's just gonna do it like this. Ah, not quite. I don't think it's naivety. Uh, I don't think they're naive. There we go. Um, I think this actually is resulting out of bad marketing campaigns. It's an aftermath of here is your quick fix. Here's the solution, six figure business. Just implement this one thing and you will have a six figure business. BS, you need to do the work. Yeah. And I think that's that mindset, that thinking has swapped over into our tools where it's like, cool, Twello didn't work for me, Asana didn't work for me, Notion didn't work for me, ClickUp is gonna work for me, sure. <laughs> and then you call me and you're like, this shit doesn't work, ClickUp sucks. Um, no, you suck. I, I may not say that to a client, but I, I get the I get the gist. I get the point. Maybe you're different. Maybe I I haven't said it quite that blunt to a client in my YouTube videos. Yes, but to my clients, not necessarily. I kind of I kind of go around the corner and put it nicer. <laughs> <laughs> Rephrase it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I know we've explored ClickUp on this channel a few times uh, in conversation and and in videos. So Torin said, I like the UI for ClickUp, but not not sure about the UX, user experience for those that aren't sure on the, the abbreviation, especially for me. I much prefer a combination of Notion and Todoist. So what is your experience with people's people's experiences of the US or UX or your own personal experience of the, of the user experience of ClickUp? I, first off, I I am really um, excited you mentioned Todoist because what's happening behind the scenes right now, you, are actually, you guys are the first one to hear this. So nobody knows about this new project yet. Knowing Todoist, you might have heard of Mike Vardy. Maybe, maybe not. We are moving him off of Todoist right now into ClickUp and we are recording all of that. So there will be a series of somebody that has been to do us for how long now and oh, moving God. him into ClickUp. So that'll be fun to see because again, I'm I'm not living in Todoist. I'm not living in other tools. I'm staying up to date, but I don't know as much as you guys know because you live in that tool. <laughs> I live in a lot of tools. <laughs> you also have a little bit more time than I do. I need to focus my time. Um, overall, yes, there has definitely been some development hiccups in the past. And I was really happy when they finally made the change from we're releasing an update every week and something new is coming to let's fit, let's fit a little, let's fix the stuff we have. Um, switching, switching servers building building the double up again saturday morning my brain is i'm 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 out of web development and i don't even remember my words right now um building better infrastructure i know they have there was a big issue with last week's release there was a big issue it cost a lot of things they went right into it i actually talked with a developer that probably will be heading up um the release itself 
they updated the system behind it they updated checking those releases they within a week completely revamped how they in the back and doing those releases so the nerd in me this is what i'm looking for i am fine putting up with tech issues as long as I know the team is on top of it, that the team is listening, that the team is adjusting and that the team is implementing. That was one of the biggest reasons why I left Asana because they fucking didn't give a shit. They didn't listen to their users. They pretty much gave you a middle finger in support. Maybe it has changed, it's been, it's been two years now. But that specific point was my issue why I left Asana. A tool can be great, but when shit hits the fan and the team doesn't listen and the team doesn't adjust we are not going anywhere we're going to get stuck and be where we are the whole time tech issues are going to happen releases are going to get screwed up if the overlaying mentality and support is there i will stick with the tool rather than switch because of a tech issue yeah, that's a good point. And that's something that has been brought up quite a few times when comparing Notion and ClickUp or Notion and other applications just in general is the, the communication from ClickUp side, the working, the the, act, the action that you can see, like front end, you can see their canny board, the, the features they want to develop, and they are active in their community is really nice. I will say some of the bugs that are left behind are irritating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, understand, I understand you've got to focus on the 80%, not the 20 and all the other irritations but as a power user of most applications when you go beyond that that the first 80 which a lot of people that use apps like this most people in the community in this community you see an app you're like cool that's nice can i do this this and this ah now i have this bug that they knew about however long ago but not enough users moan about it yeah or you just get me on board and i just Oh, yeah, I go haywire with the guys. Sometimes I feel bad for development. I'm like, I, I know their pain. I'm coming out of that area not as nerdy as them. I, I know their pain. But I literally have ju jumped on a Loom recording and I'm like, guys, what the hell were you thinking? How, why? Um, and I saw just, I saw Gail's comment in, in there with Mike Vadi leaving Todoist. He is not completely leaving Todoist. He is switching his internal workflow from Todoist to ClickUp. And in that series, we will explain why he's doing that. He will not completely leave Todoist, just to clarify that. Yeah, so Mike Vardy is on my list of people that I still need to contact and grab. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a few weeks before I actually talk with Mike. Um, so maybe, maybe he would have gone through that. You will have done all of all of that moving and then I can get his uh, first thoughts on what okay. it actually so talking talking exact schedule um, I will be having him I'm looking at my calendar right now I think we scheduled a live show to announce all of this publicly um, March what's that Thursday that's Wednesday that Thursday March 11th maybe or the Thursday after so keep an eye on the YouTube channel. Beginning of March will be publicly. <laughs> Not that I kind of publicly announced that already today, but nobody heard that. What? It's a different audience. It's a nobody different... heard that. Nobody heard that. <laughs> 
but yeah, so it's going to be interesting to have a have a conversation with him with with the switch. Um, Kim asked an interesting question in chat. So Kim is also German. Are most of your clients English speaking? How do you decide to have your channel in English? I'm assuming that's a interesting well, question. Yes, um, actually, with me, I do live in San Diego now. So I've been in the States since 2007. Yeah, been in the States since 2007. At this point, when I get a tongue twister, I'm thinking German, but usually 24-7, I sleep, eat, drink, think English at this point. So for me to articulate myself, it's actually easier nowadays in English than it is in German, which is why I'm going with English. I had a lot of people that reached out and are like, hey, don't you want to do this in German too? And I'm like, I literally don't have the brain power. When I talk with my mom, we, we call every morning, she's checking in with me. I sometimes need to use a hand and feet. And I'm like, you know, this thing and that, and some of the most common words just will not pop in my head. So it was really easy for me to say, okay, I'm going English. That's where my target market is. That's what my clients are. That's what's the easiest is for me. There is, however, a need for European languages, no matter if it's German, uh, no matter if it's Polish, no matter if it's Czech. There is a big, big need out there. The, the thing is, I would do some research and see if there might be an advantage. There probably is. So not just doing a European language like German, but English too, or at least offer English subtitles on your videos. So translating your videos and offering the English version, version as a subtitle my Germans know. I'm like, we learned English in school. It's a second language. Even if our English understanding is crappy, we will still be able to follow along an English video. Americans, you can be happy if they actually learn Spanish in school. So you're not going to see them. I'm English and I'm the same. YouTube video in a different language. Yeah, I'm English and I'm the same. It's I think I, I've said this a couple of times, like the language conversation has come up a few times. Um, and uh, yes, yes, this is a squirrel moment. Um, for, for reference, squirrel moment is where we completely divert you like, what? And, and then we sort of oh, like, yeah. she got the reference straight away, loved it. Okay, um, yeah, and I, I don't know whether it is like the need to learn another language as an English speaking individual, whether it's America or UK, it's unless you're going somewhere that speaks that language, it's, yeah, I know, but it's don't very- get, Don't get me started. I, you will, this this show will go completely off in a scroll moment if you get me started on why you should learn a second language no matter what, because it doesn't just expose you to the second language. It exposes you to a different culture, to a different way of thinking, rather than being in your box. I get the issue in the US, in the US specifically because this country is so big. I have friends that never have left the US that don't even have a passport, which is so yeah, there is don't let's let's not start on that yeah. or we have a whole squirrel show. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was just something I thought I'd bring up. And the the relation to like we mentioned earlier with the productivity apps is the almost like an app almost has its own culture 
yes. ecosystem. Language. I mean, you've got the Rome cult, <laughs> the notion, I guess you could class it as a cult maybe. Um, and every, every app has its own culture. So it's almost when you go to see a new app, whatever app it is, it has its own ecosystem, its own culture. I mean, Windows versus Apple, ClickUp versus Asana versus Trello versus Notion versus every other app on the sun, right? <laughs> All of them have their own little the little things. Uh, and it's it's trying to bring bring the bits together that you need. Uh, so moving back into the, the tools, what other tools do you use? Like what other cultures, ecosystems are you involved in? Or is it just ClickUp? I think you mentioned Airtable and Agurapulse do you use for social Yes. So um, we actually just dropped Airtable. Um, what I used to use Airtable for is speaker submissions. So when I bring people into my show, I used to use Airtable for that submission. And I'm like, I don't want to have the double step in there. I literally just made it a ClickUp form. It's not perfect because we don't have any description that we can put in there. It's like, whatever. It's just my speakers. I deal with it just to make my system easier. Um, and I used to use Airtable also for collecting my social media posts because um, I easily can download it as a CSV, CVS? CSV, CSV, upload, book, upload it to scheduling and all of that. Um, you with this question actually triggered a really good point that I've been trying to make out there. Yes, I use a go up holds. I see way too many social media managers trying to use ClickUp as a content calendar. And I'm like, you guys are spending how much goddamn time trying to make this work rather than using a scheduling tool where you put your content in, you schedule it out, and you see what's happening. Why? I'm like, don't give me wrong. I have date last night. I spent last night on the fly building a support system and a feedback system in ClickUp because I didn't have anything better to do. I like playing around with tools. I like making things happen. I like using Zapio and Tegromat and automate stuff. But at this point, till we have an easy, clear API integration with ClickUp and a straight up scheduling tool, why? Talk about scroll moments. Um, but yeah, my regular tax stack is ClickUp, a go up holds. Used to be their table. Some of my clients still do. We have cut that one off. Um, Dubsado. Dubsado is my client facing. It just keeps it simple and easy. So that's where my contracting is happening. Same thing. It's like, why are you trying to do contracts through ClickUp and Zappy? It's like, have a client portal. Keep it easy. But that comes comes back to my overlaying of efficiency. It's like, don't try to use one tool to do it all. Use what makes sense to you. Use what's actually efficient in your workflow and go with that rather than spending hours and hours trying to make something work and connect and do. And <sighs> I, I hit a soapbox. I think we just hit a soapbox. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. That's that's why I, I said sort of digital toolbox is the term typically I use when I ask people about what tool they use because there's not just one. And even the people that use predominantly one, there are other tools that they use because you're not going to use every tool for everything. Video editing, for example, is a tool. <laughs> and you can't video edit unless it's a video editor. Image editing and the rest of it. Funny you mentioned video editing. No. 
this actually is the perfect example how I approach work or clients. As you know, and some of my followers know, I switched from Windows to Mac because I wanted to use Ecamm. I wanted to live stream with Ecamm. That was one of the big things. There's a couple of other reasons. So again, switch to Mac. And everybody is always like, um, what's, what's the Mac editing tool? I don't even know. iMovie? Everybody is like, oh, iMovie is easy. And I went in there and I spent half an hour trying to edit a damn video and couldn't. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going back to Adobe Premiere because within five minutes that video was edited. But that comes down to everything we do. Use the tool that actually works for you. If this tool doesn't work for you, you need to put in the time to learn the new tool and use the new tool right. So it's this. Yep. Yeah. Agree. I mean, Torin has just said productivity suite. Same thing. Same thing. Digital toolbox suite. But yep. yeah. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Um, <laughs> yep. There, there we go. So you mentioned... Oh, we have Gail in there too with the Final Cut Pro. Yeah, I used Final Cut Pro back in the day before I switched back to Adobe Premiere, actually. So I haven't used Final Cut in ages. God, that was still in CD time when you had to install it. Oh my God, that's been a while. <laughs> Did I just age myself? Maybe. <laughs> um so you, you you mentioned task managers apps, project manager apps, and some, some like posting applications. I got a couple of things on that. First one, the posting, the auto posting, scheduling, etc. Yep. What what are your what are your thoughts on that? I personally don't use one. I personally do that myself uh, because I find that when I'm posting it myself, it's it. I mean, maybe this is just, uh, I don't know, maybe this is just from what I've seen, but when I posted it using, or when I posted it using an auto scheduler, it didn't do organically as well as when I just posted it on myself and just responded to all the messages and things. You're, you're nodding, is that like agreed or? No, I'm nodding because I've been in that conversation. Um, interestingly, he is Scott Ayers. So I had a live show talking about third party tools, the differentiation. Are you getting the same traction? Are you not getting the same traction? Are you getting the same reach? Are you not getting the same reach? Um, Scott is a numbers guy like me, and he will put anything and everything to the test. And he is going to screw up his account so we get numbers. Um, having said that, um, he has done, I think at this point, he has run the test over three times um, between native scheduling as well as schedulers. And he has not seen any significant difference between native scheduling as well as why is my nose itching? As well as schedule scheduling, third-party app scheduling. There we go. Um, the the nice thing with him, what he can do is because everybody knows it's a testing account. Everybody knows you're going to see things double and every all that stuff. He literally can duplicate the same posts at the same time to the stuff that we don't necessarily can do or want to do on our accounts because we actually want to engage, right? Um, he has not found any difference between this. Having said that, um, I 
just started working with um, another friend of mine. I, I don't run my own social media. I'm like, don't, don't have me write anything. Put me in front of a camera, I won't shut up, but don't have me write anything. So they are taking my videos, they're taking when I talk, when I do my Instagram stories and all of that and, and building content out of that. They themselves like to use uh, Facebook publishing and the, the native scheduling where on other things we do use a go up holds where my clients use a go up holds. It's like we really have not seen a different difference um, with real testing. And I personally am like, again, as long as you get the job done and my stuff is going out, I don't really care what you use. So I'm curious for from from a consumer consumer perspective. I know I there are a few creators in my mind that I know they use uh, they they use schedulers because certain times of the day you know they're going to tweet or you, you know they're going to push something and it's very scripted. So from a consumer's perspective, and when I look at the posts, they don't respond. So you know it's just okay. You've just dumped that out as a notification thing. You're not really going to pay attention to it. Um, I don't know whether you do that. I haven't paid too much attention to your posts. No offense. Uh, <laughs> I see how you are. What, the you just message me on Twitter. That's it. Oh yeah, exactly. The the thing is, I'm not a big scrolling person. I don't go through all the notifications. Like, if I want to pay attention, I'll put notifications on, and it'll be a ping on my phone. I'm not going to scroll through the feeds. It's just a waste of time. Um, so I, I see the notifications as messages rather than anything else. So I can't see whether you respond or whether you don't. But the messages I do see in the feed, I'm like, you haven't responded to any of those messages. Why bother tweeting it? Or why bother messaging it on Instagram or Facebook? If, if you're doing it for a notification, it, I just, ethically, I don't feel right. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't feel right. But now we are back at what do you do with that? Just like we had with my issue with the word productivity. I engage with my people and that's me in there. Um, when, when somebody comments, when somebody asks questions on YouTube, I am there. I went into troubleshooting for one of my students on the academy last night at eight o'clock simply because I was around. Um, you will get replies on YouTube. You will get replies on social media. I'm like, I'm not a lot on Twitter. I don't pay attention there. I don't scroll through, but if somebody messages me, I am, I am freaking attached to that thing. I have that thing everywhere. And again, right now, I don't even know how many notifications I already have again. Um, but that comes down to what are you doing with this? I don't have time to remember, oh, God damn it, I needed to post this. I needed to say this. I needed to do this. I needed to share this. I don't have the time. Throughout my day, I am constantly running of either way, video recording, working on my next course, talking with people, bringing new people on, getting on social media and being everywhere so people can choose where they want to follow me. I don't have the time for it. You will see Instagram stories. That's me. You'll you'll see the Friday night I have my face mask on and I look like crap with my, with my dog cuddling with me. You will see that on Instagram story. Instagram story is 95% just me and behind the scenes. Right. So you you've got a yeah, you have a presence somewhere just not everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Kim, thank you for reminding people in chat. I didn't even see Chatachi's question. <laughs> Because I was looking for it, so just for, just for reference for everyone else, because I know Tori following. Like 
I know Torin followed that up with can can you at me? The reason I say no with the at me is loads of people at me and it's not a question, it's just they're making a comment towards me. So I yeah. And when I'm talking, I just want to be able to go, oh, there's a question mark. Let's go with that one. Um so Chitachi. I like that one. I'm I'm I might just have to roll that one. <clears throat> Well, we, we've... It makes sense because it pops out. You easily can see that there's a question. Wait, yeah. wait I've tried with the Google Forms. I've tried with Slido. And it's like, go to the link and do this. It's a little bit of a... Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of it, but it sort of worked. And this is what we're going with so far. And it's worked so far. So, Jotachi says, I think many people ask themselves, should I just use the tool that already works for me? I would say that's a great question to ask. Um, or will learning this tool make my workflow much more efficient? How would you answer this question? I would, uh, my my immediate response is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> like, um, if, if it's working for you and there isn't a friction point that makes you go, I need this sold, don't change the system. However, if there's a friction point, then you need to start going, okay, how do I solve this friction point? That may be where you start looking at adding an app or changing your system. Yep. Uh, do you agree? Completely agree. The the thing that I would add to that that I have seen uh, be usually one big issue is they don't even know their workflow. Yeah. So they don't. They haven't even gotten the basics done of. <sighs> How do my freebie users come in? How do I upsell them on the academy? How are my clients coming in? What am I doing? What's my CTA? How is that actually workflow of going from the idea to the YouTube video, to optimizing it, to sharing it? What is that workflow? They are just running by the seat of their pants and don't even know what's going on. And it's pretty much 75% of the time when, when people come to me, that's the issue. And then you go into, <laughs> I always like to use the whole, should I get a Mac or a Windows machine? What's your goal and what's the issue? Don't just ask me this or that. So drill into what's the problem? What's working for you? What's not working for you? Where are you getting stuck? What's the bottleneck? What are the features you want to have? I love ClickUp because it gives you so many different possibilities and often enough with the team, you have the artsy people, they want to have the board view. You have the more streamlined logic. I don't want to say logical people. Artsy people are logical too, but the whole to-do list-oriented people. We can move things around and we can accommodate a big team because we have those possibilities. If you have a small team and they're all going by list view and they just want to check things off and Asana is working for you, stay with it. But go make your, your positivity and negativity list. Go check those things off. Don't just expect, as we said in the beginning, a tool to solve your issue. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's just, it's consistent. It's funny. It's consistent across everyone that I've spoken to. Everyone is the same, but they all get asked the same sort of questions. You know, like it's, it's got to sink in eventually. Right. Right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if we um, can get the marketers out there that stop selling us the one fix all. Maybe, maybe it is, it is fine for you to put it in chat. I now understand it. We are okay. I know she sort of corrected, well, not corrected herself, but put the alternative in there. Um, 
Torrent, I like the exclamation mark. That that wasn't brought up, but I'm liking it because I can see that one just as well as the question mark. Um, so statement, this is a statement rather than a question. I like it. Um, Linux. Mm. Love it, though. Um, are they are they changing the MacBook Air to the M1 chip too? Careful. So I literally just upgraded when the M1 was announced. And some of my peeps that do not ask the same questions like I do were like, why didn't you order the M1? Why did you get the Intel? Guess what? When I was setting up my MacBook within five minutes, I got the message of which one are you using? We do not support M1. So again, same as with using tool, do your research if the M1 chip is in there, whatever you use daily, can the M1 handle it? Do your uh, tools and programs support the M1 chip or not? You might run into issues. They're great, don't get me wrong. They have speed, all the whole things, but Google Suite, for example, does not support the M1 chip yet. Yes, good point, good point. So. Second question, going back like 20 minutes when I said I had two questions. <laughs> See, it, it stays here. It sticks in my head. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Even though I have squirrel moments, the original topic is normally ingrained in my head. Um, oh, and here, here is a squirrel moment right now. My mascot, I'm yet to make it, is a squirrel chasing an orange with a space helmet in space. Yep, because orange is my color. Why am I not surprised? Why yep. am I not surprised? <laughs> yes, so it wasn't all my idea. It was everyone else. You can't just blame me. Um, I, but yeah, yeah, so I, I need to make that. Anyway, going back to the question, note-taking. Note-taking, do you do that inside of ClickUp or do you use, I don't know, Google Keep, an audio recorder? What app do you use for the different phases of note-taking? So to give you a bit of a, a reference before you answer, note-taking quick capture, Note-taking for meetings and things like that, and then note-taking with the brainstorming of whatever that's going on. <laughs> Quick capture. So I am one of those people that does like paper, but I have too much paper around. I literally only use sticky notes for my three things I need to get done today. That's the only sticky note I'm allowed to use because if I would not do that, I would have everything sticky notes. Um, I do use, for example, on client calls um, or any other Zoom calls kind of thingy where I need to note things down, I actually use GoodNotes because I'm, I'm faster handwriting than I am typing. I never really learned typing. Um, so I have my iPad next to me with a pencil. I have good notes. I literally have one folder in there for discovery calls and each discovery call gets a quick note underneath with their name on it so I can search those notes. It's right there, I can pull them up. Next step above that. So that's usually the, we are just getting to meet each other. I need to note down a couple of things really fast. When this becomes serious, I do use, um, Google Docs is regular asset management. So if we are building written content or anything, social media posts for my live show, that's all saved with the show in Google Docs done. So let's... So you're not using ClickUp Docs for that then? Hold on, hold on. I am not efficient on this and I'm using multiple tools. So on my live show, we have a live show description. We have three social media posts. 
we have the images, we have the recording later on, we got the shorties, we got the micro content, we got all those pieces for every single show. That's the reason why it's in the folder in Google Drive with all the assets. So all of my team, no matter if it's the guy that's doing my micro content, if it's my YouTube guys editing the video, if it's my social media girl for the description, or if it's me to set up the show, it's all in one folder, it's there. Not dealing with it, it is linked and click up to the task, it's one link, it's right there. And yes, I am messy in this process. My clients, my coaching clients get their own folder in my ClickUp. They get a training, they get call recordings list. Um, what else is in there? Call recordings list, their to do, their tasks, what they need to get done. With that, our call notes are straight up with every, I literally just duplicate a task in there for each call. That duplicates a document with a um, with a document template that is laid out for the talking points and the pieces in the call. That's why they're in there. And my show notes are in there too because of the same reason. So I literally just duplicate that. I have my framework in there for each live show with the intro, with the guest intro, bio, blah, blah, blah. So I easily just duplicate that and do that in there. Is ClickUp Docs a valid document, Word document, whatever you want to call it right now? No, no. We don't have folders. We don't have asset management in there. It's no. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I saw. And I think it's, it's interesting that you, you've mentioned like a lot of different tools. When it comes to, this is what came to mind when you said about notes. Do you transcribe your meetings using a, any of the tools? Meetings, no. We literally just record them on a Zoom and they get the recording for that. They're not getting transcribed, not dealing with it. <laughs> not not for me. No. Okay. I do, when we do transcribe, for example, if it's YouTube videos or if it's live shows, for me specifically, and I know we have a couple of people out there in the audience that are English second language, the one that works best for me is Temi. Temi understands my accent the best. How is that spelt? T-E-M-I. And it's a, full on, it's a full-on AI solution. So there is no person behind it. And they are, I think, 25 cents a minute. So they are also cheap as heck, but they also understand me the best. I've tried a lot, and there was like, yeah, I, I don't even know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there are so many out there. I mean, Rev is the one that comes to mind because it's the one that loads of people seem to use. But I don't know how it works with accents. Rev, Rev is the next one. So if I want to step that up a, a notch and I'm like, I actually want to work with a person, Rev is the one that I use after that. Temi is the, and I often enough, you can set up a Zapier integration actually for every YouTube video uploaded. You can send it straight up to Temi and get it transcribed. Not that we have that. Yep. Yep. I mean, you you can integrate almost anything and everything with the amount of tools that are out there. It's just, I guess, knowing knowing what you need and then finding the workflow to sort of like match that, which is what we were talking about earlier with the, the system, having a system going, this is, am I on camera? Yeah, this is the system. I was like, am I, am I, this is the system. These are the tools. And I'm just going to sort of like map it, map it across. So you mentioned note-taking. Do you do any Wado classes like uh, maybe like learning, collecting notes together, brainstorming type note taking, 
or is is it all just that so when i go into my learning phase of okay doing this course upgrading this doing that these workbooks i do all of that in good notes i like the handwriting handwriting um there definitely is something with the whole handwriting and writing and blue ink and rather than typing it in um and because i can import any kind of workbooks too so if i'm going through a course if i'm going through some ed uh, continued education i can import those pdfs and fill them in right there rather than as you know i just moved end of last year and i literally cleaned out a stack of papers that i had printed out in workbooks and never even done so it's this yes digital note-taking good notes yeah. Yep. Yep. I I get that. I get that. So Kim's mentioned about potentially bringing your ClickUp system up in public. I know on your YouTube channel you've gone through a lot of your system. I can't imagine it, it is safe to share right now. I don't know because I know a lot of us use our spaces as as I don't know sandboxes, whatever you want to call it. So um, <laughs> plus all the client data that actually brings something up nice. Um, I had one of my clients reach out. I do work with some Amazon um, Amazon people too who are really careful with their information. And I changed my folders. And as long as I don't click in the folder, you don't see anything. But there's also the thing. Um, my ClickUp space is a sandbox. I screw up my ClickUp space to build, to test, to do, to share. I'm like, I'm happy to, to guide you through a basic of how I'm running my click up. Um, but don't expect it to be perfect. It's not. <laughs> the the, the not. messy behind the scenes. It's not. And you see that in my YouTube videos too. I don't, I never make a big deal out of it. I'm like, I know <laughs> when I preach status versus stages, I'm preaching that to the death because I've made the mistake. I'm screwing my stuff up. I'm using it every day with clients, with myself. I'm constantly adjusting to give you guys, to give to give my following, to give my YouTube channel the best solution. And they don't have to pay those hours of screwing their own stuff up. Uh, no expectation, just being nosy. Oh, I, I love being nosy too. I mean, I've... I've seen your space through the videos, so I kind of know what it looks like. But I would yeah. just need to pull it up. I don't have yeah. a problem with that. Yeah, if you don't have a problem with it, go for it. I mean, uh, the share button is down the bottom if you're not aware. <laughs> not that you really? You know, I used to live stream with StreamYard before I moved to Restream, right? Just saying. I know that I was being sarcastic. Um, uh huh. <laughs> While you're grabbing that, Torin, your message was Dross on iPad, Simple Notes on Android, and Rome on my main machine for quick capture. Windows, I actually used, believe it or not, uh, OneNote. OneNote? Microsoft OneNote? Yeah. Because it was nice with um, syncing all over the place and being available everywhere. Oh my God, you guys gonna have fun with this. As Gail has said, messy imperfection for the purpose of figuring out what to do. She is one of us. <laughs> oh, just a little bit. I mean, I think the majority of people in chat um, 
have seen obviously they've seen MySpace and how messy it is uh, and the rest of it. So and it other just people shows mentioned. that we are not coaches who coach coaches how to coach. We actually live, breathe, and do this stuff. Uh, is it safe to share? Yes. Yeah. So here we are. As you can tell, it's like this is actually one of my templates down here. I have have that in there because we did some testing last night with the academy user that I was mentioning. Um, one thing that has been actually a big questions as a question as of late is I'm playing around with a new COM, which is quite manually right now. Um, let's actually open up the incoming. Um, lots happening um, manually in here right now, as you can tell. But I did not out with another vetted consultant with some um, Integromat. No, Integrally. Which one? Integromat. Integromat um, automations that will help actually automate that and potentially make ClickUp usable as a serious COM. So that'll be fun. This is one of my passion projects. This is not a time saver or anything efficient. This is a passion project where I'm spending way too much time with. Um, I mean, I built Mario inside of Notion, so I totally understand what you're saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, as you can see, there is, yeah. My, my spaces itself, um, let's back up here for a second. Shitty naming convention. Your account with ClickUp is called a workspace, which I don't know who the hell came up with that. Just call it an account, please. And then these ones here in specific are called spaces. Um, under spaces, you have folders, which right now do not have anything to do. They are literally just a collection of things. Little behind the scenes info, those folders are getting more capabilities. They are getting statuses, they're getting roll-ups, they are getting more stuff. They are working on this as we speak. I am really excited about that one. But for right now, till the release pops up on that, a folder is literally just a collection. But with that, oh, look, the update just rolled out yesterday. Folders finally have colors. That was last night's update. Um, underneath we have lists. I always, as you can see right in here, I always use a folder because I know what's coming up, even if there's just one list in there. And then you have your tasks and you also can pop that up. As you see, I'm working on my dual citizenship. You got your task with your custom fields, with your comment section and what's happening as well as subtasks. So just that you have an idea of the language that I'm using. Um, I'm the orange. Hmm? I'm liking the orange. On brand. Between it's literally the first red, thing I saw. It's, it's got to be on brand. And then pretty much what I do is I have my customer success, which is um, the CIM setup that I'm testing. I have admin stuff going on. I, I do have my finances running through here. So I do have monthly recurring tasks that say, hey, by the way, your credit card payment is to due or your Peloton membership is due. I do, however, talk about um, using this expenses, using this um, in making it work and making it efficient to you. I still have a Google spreadsheet in here. This is still my old version because I'm following profit first and you need to calculate numbers out and do stuff in here. So I still have this integrated in here. 
again, use a tool, how it makes sense for you, how it is efficient. I'm not going to try to do this in ClickUp. It doesn't make any sense. Um, something that is going to be potentially interesting, I'm playing around right now with cleaning up my marketing space. Um, content creation. So got the YouTube stuff in here. I just moved out my live show. That will be probably interesting for you. I just moved out my live show into its own folder because I wanted to be able to note down a wish list of people that I want to have on and be able to say, ah, I don't have my custom field in here. As you can see, it's a work in progress. Be able to say, okay, I am talking with them. I reached out to them. I emailed them. It's a go. It's a no-go. Um, I did automate my submission. So I'm using a form in here. I think I mentioned that earlier for my guests to submit their information to straight up become a task. And then once they are actually scheduled, they end up in the scheduled list. So that's fun. Um, I've, got a, I've got a similar process, but it's, it's, so I'm using Obsidian currently um, and it's tags. So depending yeah. on what tag I've associated with the person is what stage is at. It's space related. So it's like a satellite and a rocket and a planet, but yeah. Yep. So I, <laughs> I was actually stalking Layla yesterday, last night. This is what, what started my late night working session. <laughs> Um, and I pulled out my courses and challenges, which used to be in the marketing piece and built on one end, I built out an academy support. So I now have, when you go on my academy, I literally just did, um, added two buttons over there. If it wants to load, I added literally just two buttons that did not save. Seriously, this is what you get for working Friday nights there. So just imagine there is a submit ticket and there is a submit feedback button right there. We'll just imagine that. I need to fix that later. <laughs> Which are connected to, again, a ClickUp form. So where are you gonna note that down? But you need to do it later. <laughs> Those on the fast are actually the whiteboard next to me. Yes, when it comes to note-taking, I'm a freaking mess. Um, so yeah, I'm now running support ticketing for the Academy through a ClickUp form as well as feedback right in there, pops in here. I still need to build the automations alongside with that. Um, but this right here, that setup, for example, is based partially on Layla's setup. It's not completely her setup, just because I think and work a little bit different than than she does, which is the nice thing. It's like we can we can grab what other people are doing and and adjust it for us. So yep. yeah, if you guys want to see anything in specific, I'll uh, stop sharing for the moment. the uh, The approach is pretty much similar to to wherever you go. Yeah, and what, what you said there, I think, is consistent across the board, whether it's using an app, using a framework or a system or whatever, like GTD, PPV, Para, iCorp, insert letters, whatever. I've said that a few times now. But whatever whatever jumble of systems or methods you have, you, you pick what you want, you take a bit from there and grab a bit of that. Um, I have no idea what that would look like. I 
so a squirrel moment here. ASAP Science did a like best human thing, and they were like, we're going to have the ears of this animal, we're going to have the torso of that animal, and it looked like an absolute abomination of a human being. But it was like the best of every animal. And I feel like that's what our systems are. Yep. It's just, I'll pick a bit of that, a bit of that, a bit of this, I'll take a bit of that. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I feel our systems are. And Kim totally, <laughs> I love that you pulled that one up. I was looking at that one right now too. And I totally get it. And I'm like, I, I started with my finances in that spreadsheet, which is why you still have my monthly layout in there and the budgeting. The thing that I ran into is I want that reminder. So um, what I actually did is I have custom fields in my ClickUp and I can use it as a full-on spreadsheet if I wanted to. I need to reach out to the developers, though, the last piece to replicate what I had in my spreadsheet to ClickUp is the calculation of being able to type in what's in my bank account and what I just paid, which is complete. So pulling that information is no biggie, but calculating that one out. So ah, one of my favorite developers already knows that I gotta, gotta have to pick his brain and he either way needs to build something or tell me how I can do it. But that's, that's the last piece. Right now, being able with the roll up to calculate what's going out this month because with profit first, I'm running five different bank accounts because things is getting spread out. So being able, yeah, don't even, yeah. Yep, agreed. I mean, I went through, I can't remember what the application is called. I'm going to have a quick look on uh, Obsidian while I'm talking about it. But when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes about the money and the finances of different things, it wasn't, I swear it was yesterday. Maybe it wasn't, um, it wasn't there either. Where was it? Oh, it's been a while ago. I think it's, it begins with a C. Yusuf knows in chat, so actually anyone that was watching the stream knows. And so if you remember what it was, put it in chat because I can't remember because uh, I can't find it. Um, but it was a it was an accounting application essentially that helps with budgeting and things like that. Mm -hmm. It was built by Ali Abdul's brother, um, and I was looking at it and going, "That's really cool," but I can do this in Excel. Why do I need this? Um, that was that was one of my issues. It's like I've looked into multiple budgeting software i'm like mint is running one there is um there is the one where they use the short name but it's actually a long whatever there's a whole bunch of budgeting apps out there and none of them really did what i needed to do so why am i paying for you i can just damn do it in excel then it's at least that works so yeah yeah and i think because maybe it's because i understand excel quite well because i've had to use it through strength and conditioning is something that we just have to use. I look at I look at applications, I'm like, why would I use that when I can do all of this over here? If you can't use Excel, then I understand getting an app to do it for you. Fair enough. Um, but There's enough people out there. I'm like, even me in the, in the past, I shared the template that I'm using for my profit first allocation and my monthly budgeting. It's like you even you even have a row in that in that spreadsheet of by the bank account which adds it up on the bottom and then you have a field over here that takes how much money is in the bank right now how much money did you just go out and pay bills with and here's what it's left over yeah why an ab that was the one i was thinking about you need a budget unab why not it didn't work for me i was ready after two days to throw it out of the window and i like my cell phone i don't want to break it <sighs> Talking, I'm like talking about equipment and that I've been learning to code it's I've been doing it I don't know I've done like seven hours maybe of coding the amount of times I've wanted to punch my screen 
I'm always joking. I'm like, I know enough coding to get myself into trouble, but you know what? I like my hair color. I don't want it to turn gray and I like the amount of hair I have. Coding is so meticulous. You miss, and we've seen, we've seen big tools go down because somebody screwed up the coding. I'm like, I know enough. I know enough to uh, play around with Integromat. I know enough to do some custom coding on my websites, but that's about where I stay. So more power to you. You have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, I, I have so many ideas. It's going to be great fun. As you can imagine, combining applications, combining a bit of coding in there, you know, oh, I could break lots of things. I broke Notion and that wasn't that wasn't using coding. That was just, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. This, so, this is this is why tools actually love to work with me. I'm literally when Airmeet was the last one that I talked with. And I'm like, um, so now that I throw all of the user interface issues at you, you still want to work with me? Because I'm literally like, I'm like, here, this is, this is not working. This, you need to fix this, this, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't quite do it like that. I went, okay, Notion, you say unlimited. How many is unlimited? Um, and yeah, basically just imported as many pages as I possibly could using the Excel import because the copy and paste wouldn't work. It said failed. Uh, and I couldn't do it manually because that just took too long. So, Talk about stress testing. Oh my God, I love it. I, I've done a video on it. It's literally, I broke Notion. It's the name of the video. Um, but yeah, so I found out that if you go above 300,000 pages, somewhere in 300,000 or 400,000, Notion goes, oh, we're struggling a bit. Um, it still works with 700,000 pages. Just don't expect to load the page and take about 10 minutes to fill throughout the database. So. But I don't actually know how many pages I had. It may have been more than that, but it wasn't telling me because the count didn't work anymore. It, it literally said zero, but I had like 700,000 plus pages in there. <laughs> and as soon as you bring programming and code into my thought process, oh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Goodbye, apps. Stress testing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I, I had something that I thought, oh yeah. Um, so when it, so when you, with the, with the note taking and the rest of it, graph views, have you seen the apps that have the graph view? The I don't work much with graphs note. right now. Sorry? I don't work much with graphs right now. So when I say graph, it's not necessarily a, a chart graph. It's the, the, the dot is a page with a line to another page. Like RemNotes, well, they call it a graph view. So RemNote have it, Rome have it, Obsidian. like Yeah, have yeah. it. Uh, second brain. Um, yeah. I have, long story short, no. I have played around with Rome, um, and I got to the point where I'm like, no, 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 no. I just felt like once once we got out of the out of the graph view into the uh, the Reddit view, no, not Reddit, Koa, which one ever, and I felt like I was back in 1990s. I'm like, okay, nope. Uh, oh, the page in the list or mind mapping. That's that's one too. Um, what they're what some people call them. Um, no, haven't spent much time in, in it, have played a little bit around with it because I love the idea how my coach is approaching it in the sense of using it as a second brain. She is completely into it. Um, 
and is actually, do I have my notification? I still have it on Read, Readwise. Readwise yeah. is working similar to you. Yeah, was Readwise. I'm like, I'm still getting my notification in the morning. Which app was that? Um, because of how my brain works. Um, being able to uh, go to my team and be like, this is the end product and this is how I got there. And these are the bits of pieces of information that got me there. And this is what we need to funnel into this. Love it. Love it. Because my brain goes 356,000 miles per hour with different tabs popping up and images and visuals and bits and pieces of information, being able to collect that into one piece and say, this is how I got here. Now go do something with it is priceless. Have I had the time to deep dive into it? No. That's fair. That is but, fair. Yeah. I'm like my, my coach always says, it's like, if she needs an answer, she open loops me. Meaning, for example, hey, I'm thinking about using Circle SO. She literally did that to me in a coaching session, and she knows what happens with that. That means I'm going to be researching it. I'm going to be testing it. I'm going to be looking into it. This open loop, I hate open loops. I need a freaking answer. So that's what happens and why I love the idea of those tools of being able when I'm in that situation to pick a piece of information or content, be able to remap it back to the big idea. And when I'm done with all of this, can just hand it off for somebody to do something with it. Yep. Yeah, but it's funny when I first saw the the graph view, which is what it's sort of called. I don't don't really know what it is. Like network thought view. Yeah, um, a lot a lot of people call it the second brain. With the, the second brain, obviously, with Thiago Forte's course, it's it, terminology language. You're like, ah, what do I call it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so when I first saw that, I thought, how am I going to be able to decipher all of these dots? As soon as I have like a hundred dots, I can't see any of that. Yeah. Then you have the local graph and then I go, ah, now it makes sense because you can go to one place, just see the dots related to that. Um, and Obsidian, which is a tool I'm using, has different depths. So I can see, okay, there's one dot, there's the first lines. I can go depth two, there's those lines related to that. Depth three is more, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I like that customization, the graph view, and, and moving forwards from that. And in the video that I'm going to be posting probably early next week, it, it kind of explains that a bit further. Um, Paul, is that Paulina? No, that's a different person. Paulie, how far did you get? I'm assuming that's referring to me trying to break Notion. I did do a video on that, and like I say, around 300,000 to 400,000, but it wasn't telling me. Somewhere in there. <laughs> and that's for one database. I didn't try it with more. And with Notion Speed recently, no thank you. <laughs> Have you, have you tried pushing pushing ClickUp's limit? No. I know there have been people where I don't even know how many freaking spaces they had. And I'm like, what are you people doing? I'm like, as the fun of it, with you just testing, just testing the limits, I'm all for it. It's like, go, guys, you've got enough time. Go play with it. Challenge accepted. <laughs> but they literally did that in their business where I'm like, how many, how many freaking spaces do you, you, you can't pay attention to this kind of setup. No. 
So yeah. Now yeah. I haven't tried to put them to the test simply because I don't have the time. I'm like, no. I, I prefer spending my time hanging out with you on live shows. <laughs> so in ClickUp with the free plan, do you get unlimited tasks? You have definitely the limitation, which we went into last night, of five spaces. So that's the maximum you can get. Um, do you want me to share your screen? Or? I'm just pulling up the pricing right now to be able to actually give you the right information because pretty much all of my clients, because I have a deal, so if anybody wants to go, just message me. Um, I'm pretty much getting all of my clients onto the business account. Um, I, yes, the free one has easy. unlimited tasks. If you want to share, you are welcome to yeah. share. Um, yes, so the free has unlimited tasks. So how many tasks can you input? <laughs> I, I, you, you're just missing the evil horns. Seriously, yeah. you, had the, you had the perfect face on that one. <laughs> um, the On the free one, you have five spaces maximum. So mm. the, the colored blocks that you saw on the, on the left side, you have five maximum with that, which should be in the full comparison. Yeah, because uh, it's as soon as yeah, I'm unlimited... Right. <laughs> I don't know why the hell they actually called the unlimited plan unlimited. It's not unlimited. Yeah, I, I like push. I put like pushing boundaries. <laughs> so yeah, you definitely can put it can put it to the test on the on the free plan. Right. Uh, I'm gonna write a note with that. Um, Polly, you literally can just go. Um, just. Just email me at Yvonne at askev.com or literally oh. any personal message anywhere on any outlet. It comes to my phone. YouTube channel linked in description. Go through there. And I would imagine your contacts are there. Yeah. Right. Yusuf asked the question. <laughs> I just saw Kim's message. Sorry. You can already see Danny's ice cream. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe maybe I need to send you one of those those hairbands with the with the light up evil horns. And that, and that last bit. So I think this was a coincidence, but I'm not sure. But the day I tested Notion, it crashed. I think it was a coincidence, but I don't know. Um um um. Hold on. It's like uh, let me let me text developers really fast to make sure they have contingencies. <laughs> and he's on his way. It, it was literally like when when notion went down people put in the discord so if you're not in the discord there's a link in the description but people put in the discord danny are you testing notion i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> okay you did you definitely did break notion <laughs> I, I can't see why i mean it's only one one database um but yeah so Useless question. Put, oh, casual. So that's not just a random word. That's the app I was thinking about with the business app that thing he made. Only began with a C. Okay. Which one is more powerful, Notion or ClickUp's formulas? If you're talking about formulas, ClickUp. Uh, hmm, formulas? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ex advanced formulas in the custom field? Oh, yeah. I just don't have enough knowledge for that. Um, if you are watching... They have improved, I will say that. Oh, you you need to see Vincent when he's working with formulas. That's, But considering Notion is more 
formula-based and development-based. I am assuming Notion is going to be better with formulas, but that is actually one of my next ones to dive deeper, deeper into and get more knowledge on um, is the advanced formulas and custom fields on ClickUp. But yeah, I don't think I don't think it comes towards Notion yet because it wasn't built on that. They're yeah, just from, say, from my experience with ClickUp, it, albeit I left ClickUp about three months ago, so they've probably updated it. But the formulas in there were very not necessarily they weren't limited. It's just the functions they had available were limited because of the custom fields that you could add in. Like you can only add these certain custom fields, so you can only do these sort of calculations. Whereas in Notion, you have full access to rejects, so regular expressions, which yeah. ClickUp didn't have at the time. They may have now. And I know the advanced formulas in ClickUp are certainly closing in. But even when it comes to formulas, you look at Notions, they've got good formulas, but Coders formulas are actually better than Notions. <laughs> so there's always that next app, but then Coders UI is just blah, it's disgusting. <laughs> uh, Torin has three spaces. That's good. Uh, you can, oh, yep, yeah, brought that one up. And then there was another one. Oh, there we go. <laughs> You're the one who broke it. I'm not claiming responsibility. <laughs> he just doesn't want to admit it. That's all. Pretty much. Just Pretty much. Do you uh, want to jump on the comment right above tones? Yes. Yeah. I, was I was just looking at any, anything above. So, uh, Gabriel, just for reference, I have pinned the comment. Um, but if you put the question mark emoji next to the question, I don't skip it and don't lose it. So, hi, Yvonne. For what part of business do you use ClickUp? Hi, everybody. I have a problem, and I am using ClickUp for nearly everything. I like we, that. Should do, we should start an AA group for ClickUp, seriously. It's like Just we have a couple of people cool. where it's like we seriously have an issue. Tools in general. We I am addicted to Notion. I am addicted to Asana. I am addicted to Trello, mm -hmm. ClickUp, Rome, Obsidian, whatever else. Yeah, no, I, I pretty much use ClickUp on anything and everything. Um, I live in my calendar, which means everything is straight up synced to Google Caltail. All of my tasks, I need the reminder. Um, if I, this, How is, many this is a funny thing about human psychology. I want my freedom. There's a reason I'm not an employee. I love making my own time. But if I don't have a system behind it and I don't get told what the hell to do, nothing gets done. So literally 90% of everything goes into ClickUp for me. Um, I run my admin stuff through that. Um, I'm actually diving in with Easel next week. I'm going to have a call with them. They are using their ClickUp for their whole... So Easel is a graphic design tool. Like Canva, I believe better comes back to whole customer support and actual community. Um, and they have a design company too. So not called Easel or whatever, but that's where, where that tool came from. And they are using ClickUp as their customer support thing. And they are using the new email integration to send revisions to the customer and everything, which I haven't done yet, I don't have use with, but I will be talking with them next week to see how they implemented it and how they used it um, to get more ideas on that too, to be able to share with my audience. But on me, myself, um, Gabriel, I'm guessing you weren't here in the beginning. Um, we showed, I literally just built a support ticketing system for my academy in ClickUp right now. Uh, 
my email is a freaking mess. No matter how many how many things I unsubscribe to, things get lost in my email. And I actually have a really good setup in my email. And still, it's like, I need to get tasked. I need to be told what to do. And the easier this happens automatically, the more I'm going to get done and the more does not fall through the cracks. So pretty much my whole business lives in ClickUp. Do I use other tools? Yes. Do we do asset management somewhere else? Yes. But the actual tasking, the actual project management, anything is in ClickUp. You mentioned Google Calendar, and I know you use Google Calendar because of, that's how I sent you the event, et cetera. Do you look at Google Calendar as GCal, or do you look at Google Calendar through ClickUp, or oh, both? Sharing screen, I assume. So there is, let me pull up Gmail really fast too. There is two ways I am, if I can spell, um, there is two ways I am using this setup. And let me know when I can share because I don't want to share something that's private. <laughs> um, I just need to switch over. I have three different Google accounts. <laughs> yeah, so I, oh, Gabriel said both. Uh, I want an API to connect my GCal to Notion. Yes, Kim. I think everyone, like everyone in Notion, is is asking for the same thing. Yeah. Oh, Saturday. Everybody is watching Netflix. People, get off the internet. <laughs> you are also live, which just a little bit. Really. I should have just opened GCal straight up, shouldn't I? Okay, well, that is finishing loading. I can see the screen sort of moving around. Mm -hmm. And I only have the tabs open we actually need, not the tabs that I usually have open. So, yeah, if you want to pop it up. Yep, sharing now. So there is two ways I am using this. And by the way, there's an update for Google Calendar syncing coming up. Ooh. I was recording. Um, so first off, let's let's do a short little basic so you guys know what's actually possible and what I'm doing here. Um, in there it is. In ClickUp, you can connect two ways. You can sync your Google Calendar into. You can sync your Google Calendar into ClickUp to show your events in ClickUp, and you can sync your ClickUp tasks into Google Calendar. That will be cleaned up a little bit. As you can see right here, I yelled at them because I recorded a YouTube video and I'm like, what the hell are you doing, people? So they took out the sync all feature and you have to sync every single space to click up. So once Evie ran into that on recording a YouTube video, you believe I was on that damn Slack channel within five minutes. I'm like, you guys better fix this. <laughs> so let's just imagine you can just sync all your ClickUp spaces into a Google Calendar as well as your Google Calendar into ClickUp. Now, there is two different things that I'm doing here. On me planning my week, as you can see, all of my tasks are right over here. I have the general calendar set up. It's in the everything view. Everything is in here. But it is in me mode, so it's only my stuff. My team stuff is not in there. Now, as you can see, I've been a little bit behind on stuff, just a little bit. 
<laughs> and what I do in here is one thing, for example, I need to actually build this this weekend. So this is going to happen this afternoon. This is how I plan my work week with the calendar entries are coming in in here. The purple ones is what gets pulled in for my calendar. Any Zoom calls that are automatically scheduled. If any things, we are just going live for two hours. Cool. It's getting pulled in for my Google Calendar. I then work around that by literally just drag and dropping my um, tasks in here. What you see up there, um, I do have a filter on. Yeah, I needed to do that in filter. Um, I do have a filter on that SAS status all. And I am keeping out some locations where we have a couple hidden spaces that are just testing grounds. With that, I also see when things are due or when things are paid. So everything green, complete, and done is still in here too because I didn't want them to just disappear and then this calendar's entry uh, empty and I look like I didn't do shit this week. So that's one side. That's my planning side. My actual day happens. Why are we? Why are you empty? Oh, because I was playing around. Let's turn those back on. Click up tasks. PCM. Okay. My actual workday happens in here. So I have um, in, in Gmail, you got that sidebar of the little calendar on the side where you see today's view. That thing is always open. And I literally live in here. Now, there is a couple of pro tips. First off, when you are syncing your ClickUp tasks, have a separate calendar in Google Calendar for those. Because if you don't, you potentially sync those tasks back to ClickUp. As well as if you use a scheduling software, you don't want your, your tasks to block out your availability on the calendar for people to schedule time with you. But also syncing back, it's like, as you can tell, I have a whole bunch of stuff in here where it's like, okay, this is my business calendar. It's my personal calendar. It's the agency calendar. It's my live show and events calendar. I sort those by category to really be able to say, I want to sync this. I don't want to sync this. I want to see this. I don't want to see it. I want it to block my calendar. I don't want it to block my calendar. So yeah, I live in both. Right. Okay. Um, I'm going to stop sharing for a second. Well, stop sharing. Um, Ed, I, I agree to an extent uh, that she is preaching to Notion, not necessarily addicts. I'm, I don't use Notion anymore um, for, for most of the things I do. And I know other people in the audience use other applications. But I think the biggest thing here is looking at how the process works. Because when, I don't know, in the next three years, maybe Notion bring out an API, the same issues are going to appear. We, we talk about the API on my life, so it's like, well, they've been saying that for how long now? Exactly. Um, so when Notion eventually do have an API and it does link with Google Calendar, however long it takes them to develop it, I imagine there's still going to be the same sort of issues because people that use Coda have that same that, that exact same issue with, okay, I need to link my Coda events or tasks to a specific GCal. I, I can't have it to everything, uh, which is what you've done. You, you've got your the tasks going into one calendar rather than another. So it's even though it's it's ClickUp, not Notion, it's still applicable for the, those workflows to get rid of all those hiccups and friction points before you go in. Uh, yeah, just sort of 
Just thought I'd say that because uh, that's something that when there's one of the reasons I like exploring other applications is if I'm using an app and another app is already doing what I would like the app to do or potentially a new feature, I can see, okay, I like that. Can I bring that in here? Or I like that. I wonder what processes or systems is going to change with my system now to almost prepare myself (laughs) for the future. When it comes to looking at other apps and looking at systems, processes and features and things like that, do you bring any of those into your ClickUp space? Oh, yeah. Yeah, now the question is, what what do you mean by bringing it into your ClickUp space? There's multiple ways we can take this. Um, when looking at other tools or exploring, I still explore too. I, I, I do never, I don't ever, ever, ever want to become the coach who coaches coaches how to coach. I want to live in this. I love this. I literally, last week on Friday, I was like, why the hell am I doing this? The whole self-employed imposter syndrome hit big time. And I literally just took Saturday to play around in a tool, build something new, and suddenly I was all happy. So this is what feeds me. This is what I left. So with that, I always keep an eye out on other tools too. I'm like, I talk with the developers. I literally have ClickUp developers come to me and be like, hey, can you look at this? Because they know without me bashing them, they get straight up feedback of, I got to I got to test drive what folders are going to be in ClickUp. And I'm like, oh, this makes sense. And they didn't even tell me how this thing is going to work. So I walked through this. I'm like, this makes sense. This makes sense. And is this going to do that? And they were like, um, no, but that's a good idea. So with that, even if a tool that I'm testing out because a feature popped up that they released and I'm like, ooh, let's look at this one. What is Asana doing? What's Trello doing? I don't ever look at Trello. Let's let's leave that out there. But if, if I see a feature announcement of another tool, heck yeah, I'm going to take it for a test drive. And then either way, bring it in if it makes sense. Again, there is embedding features. I have a Pulse embedded. I had Airtable embedded. I want to smack Dubsado over the head because they disabled the embed feature and then blame ClickUp for it. Really? Can we talk development here? This is not how this works. But... Yes, I love playing with this stuff. And if I say, you know what, this one feature isn't enough for me to get invested into this tool. But hey, click up devs, I want this. What can we do to make this happen? So yeah, I love playing around with other tools. I love testing it. It what feeds my soul. I get ideas from it. Potentially, I can make that happen. It's like, I don't want to be in a box. I don't want to be, yes, I love ClickUp and it does the job for me and I'm only going to be preaching ClickUp. I never want to be in that situation. And for me to to not get into that corner, no matter how much I love ClickUp, I need to stay out of it too. I need to play with other things. I need to use other things. Always efficiency in mind. What makes the most sense to be a solution for this? So have you seen any features either recently or in the past that you've looked at from another app and gone, that's really nice? <laughs> like, is there anything that sticks out in mind and goes, 
I, I want that, or I wish I had that, or you've just straight up and gone, can we develop this somehow? Email has been my big one that I was waiting for the longest time and that I jumped onto the developers and I'm like, what were you thinking? Mm. I love, and again, we all know things need to happen in stages. I don't know the specific development behind the scenes that why they made that decision, but being able to reach out to clients without having to bring them in as a guest or as a member was always a big, big, big need for me because yes, my coaching clients come in, but there's enough other clients that I do not want to bring in where I need to reach out to them. And then I need to go over there and I need to do this and I need to do that. So the email integration for me was a big, big feature I was waiting for. And then it comes out and it's task-based. Are you fucking kidding me? I need to go into a task to set this up and do something. What were you thinking? I'm like, okay, maybe, it's running in beta. We all slap a beta tag onto something when we test it, and then we have it for three years, so we'll see where that goes. <laughs> I so, get it. The task is the lowest level. It's the smallest variable we can test this out. And I already talked again with one of my favorite developers where I'm like, okay, this is what I expected when you said you were releasing email. Can we do something about it, please? So again, I look at email right now as the beta test. It's in task level. You don't even have really much to actually follow up. Are you getting an email? Are you not getting an email other than notifications right now? So as long as your workflow is integrated with that notification piece, you are doing fine. Again, Easel is the perfect example. They are nailing their workflow with email and task. But there's so much more we can do. I think I think what you said there. There's so much more we can do. Is never going to end. Like there's always something uh, no. we can add on. No. Something... <laughs> as long as it makes sense and it's going the right direction, and you're not going too crazy, and you don't lose sight of your users. This is one of the conversations that I had where I'm like, the issue that I see with most tools when they hit that scaling phase, the the exact phase that ClickUp just hit this year with the big funding, with the double funding, becoming a unicorn, all of those. This phase right now is where Zap needs to step back as the CEO, where he's not on the floor, where he cannot influence the ClickUp community, no matter if it's support, if it's sales, if it's development, with his big dream. And if they can make it happen to scale with that community, with his idea, with his passion, with his compassion for his users, they will scale the right way and nobody will be able to take them on. If they are not doing this right and it becomes a, we don't give a shit Fortune 500, they will burn and crash. So it'll be interesting to see now with the big hiring going on, with the big scaling going on, with the new office, with everything that's happening. It'll be interesting to see the next 12 months where the company is going. Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping because they have been listening behind the scenes to me. I've been talking a lot with them about that specific topic. They have been listening. I hope they keep listening because I want them to survive the scaling phase. 
If they can, nobody will be able to take them on. Yeah, I think the community aspect of a lot of apps is difficult. Notion has obviously done it very, very well because they've grabbed students, influencers, YouTubers, explosion. Um, ClickUp as an application isn't student focused. So I don't know whether the audience is smaller or less likely to be grabbed through social media. I don't know. But when you look at most apps, the the growth happens on something like YouTube or social media because yeah. they're, the big influencers are using them. Uh, so yeah. Yusuf brought up a, an interesting point. Every app should have a Vim mode. I have only recently become aware of what Vim is. I'm uh, not. Sorry? I'm not. So uh, I, I, was, I was getting there. So Vim is essentially, in, in, yeah, in its original phase, it's a code editor. Vim is a code editor. Um, but it's also something you can plug in to navigate around places. Uh, so Obsidian has Vim key bindings. So basically what it does is it gives you two different types of being on the keyboard. One of them is navigation. So I can use J to go up a line, H to go down a line, like K and L to go backwards and forwards letters. Um, and then I can create scripts with my keys. So instead of using, I know like backspace, 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 et cetera, or delete, I can go DW, so delete word, and then use dot to just repeat that. If I want to go undo that, instead of going control Z, I can push U. And there are loads, I'm saying like loads of shortcuts with that. Um, for example, I can use Vim to record a, a sequence of commands. So when I want to add links, for example, in Obsidian, I can say, okay, go to the beginning of the sentence, add a bracket, add a bracket, go to the end of the sentence, add a bracket, add a bracket, go to the next line. I can record that and then map that to just at W and then just repeat it. Nice. I'm going to do that multiple times. Boof. So yeah. it's, it's keyboard shortcuts on steroids. Pretty much. Um, but Vim is a coding language to help people navigate through code, but code is essentially just text. It's essentially what it is. Um, so it's really, really powerful. Obsidian has it, Notion doesn't, uh, Notion doesn't, and I don't think many other things do. So I, I don't know whether a lot of people would want it. We'll, we'll see. It has been interesting because I do definitely have ClickUp stalking me to some level. Um, so we'll, We'll see. We'll see what happens in the future because I have the feeling they will at least check out part of this stream. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, the 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 Vim shortcut. So I, I say it in the video, I, I edited it today, so I remember what I said. Um, but I was saying like, the, the ability to hotkey to places. So mm -hmm. ClickUp was the first time I saw hotkeys. H, I, home, in, index, whatever. Yeah, That's really nice. Um, then you have shortcuts. So making whatever it is, customizable shortcuts, which is what I like. ClickUp, you can't quite customize them, um, but other apps you can. Obsidian, again, is what I'm using. You can. I can literally go onto any shortcut and go, I want it to be this. And then it will say, you've combined that with this one. Okay, I'll just get rid of that one. I don't need it or whatever. Um, nice. Yeah, so I can have whatever shortcuts I want. And then I combine that with Vim. I then have hotkeys, shortcuts, and Vim for navigation. I live on my keyboard. I don't have to use my mouse at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had to slow down on my keyboard. I'm not wearing it because we're going live. But yeah, I literally got myself a wrist injury on, on my keyboard last week. It's like, yeah, I live on keyboard too. But apparently I need to pay more attention to my wrist and actually stretch it a little. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a bit of a fidget. And I'm, I use my hands when I'm talking. So when I'm streaming. So when I was, when was it? 
yeah. Um, so I was I was streaming, and technically I'm on my keyboard the whole stream, but my hands are always going. Even if you can't see them under the camera, they're always going. Uh, so it's it's almost like I'm stretching them just by talking. It's like I'm going to work. I'm going to talk and stretch at the same time. I'm going to work again. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I can I can literally live on my keyboard. Um, and as a, I'm going to give an, another example in Obsidian right now, you have like different windows. Mm -hmm. so I have the two sidebars. That's Control H and Control L. So that's that finger on here. So I can bring those sidebars up to look at things and then close them down. I then bring up a window using Control O and then whatever it is, navigate around. And I can go through different windows up and down all the time, go to the bottom of the page, top of the page, like GG, Shift G, whatever, all over the place. I don't have to move Considering my how many how many tabs I always have open. Yeah. I can open a tab, control O, and then whatever it is, and then close it, control K. So my hand, my right hand just doesn't have to move. My left hand just just goes to control. I don't have to go, what keyboard is it? Control Shift Alt Q and oh, whatever that rubbish. Yeah. No, don't don't move <laughs> any of it. Oh, it's so nice. Um, but yeah, I love Vim. Been been introduced to it like four days ago. I'm getting used to it. Uh, so you're a total new boy now. Yep, yep. And it, it but I know how fast you you develop, develop with that kind of stuff. It's like yeah, you you you're gonna be expert in like two days. I mean, I've I've got a hell of a lot of the shortcuts. I think I know like almost thirty shortcuts already. <laughs> like just native on top of my head. I'm still I'm still a little bit slow, but learning, getting there. Just Yusuf has definitely helped me with them, though. Uh, okay, so Kim's comment. One thing I get from having heard from a few click click uppers is that a thing? Click uppers. Yep. We'll go with that. Uh, is that the communication with power users, consultants, etc. is amazing? It is. It is. And yes, they actually call us click uppers. Um, probably waste from the group or something. But yeah, that communication is there. It really is there on every single level, no matter if it's the Facebook group, if it's us vetted consultants, if it's me sending them a video of what the fuck were you thinking? That communication is there on every single level. Yep. Yeah, and they just really upped support team two to be able to respond to support tickets in, in, a, in a similar manner. Um, support tickets have been a little bit backed up as of late. Um, but yeah, they, they are upping their game over there to, to be able to do the same thing in support tickets too. Yeah. Yep. I, I like, I like click up support and how like front facing they are with their support. And they take ownership when shit gets screwed up. They take ownership of it. They are not pointing fingers there. We screwed up. Let us fix it. Yeah. They don't hide behind anyone. It's just, yep, okay, yep. no mistake. Um, Fucked it up. Tor happens. Torin, interesting point. I agree, but also disagree because the ability to go in and out of, so for those that don't know Vim, you have a typing mode where you can actually type letters and then you have a command mode where you can actually do all the navigation stuff. Um, and most of the time you'll spend in command mode because that's where you're navigating all over the place. And then you just type whatever letter, type it out, and then go back to command mode. Um, so I agree to an extent, but that's the whole power of Vim. And just as a, I don't know, hack, trick, pushing escape key takes you from the typing mode to the command mode. I've remapped, remapped it using auto hotkey to control space. So I don't have to like move my left finger all the way to the top of the keyboard. <laughs> No, you're not nerdy at all. Uh -uh. 
Yes, yeah, so I've used auto hotkey with a script to remap escape to control space. So when I'm using Vim, I can speed up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to do a video on like my, I don't know what I'm going to call it, like my life in my keyboard or something. I don't know. <laughs> can you marry your keyboard? I don't want to. It's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, you know I, you're I, supposed to clean that thing, right? I don't want to know. I don't no, know. See, that's why I don't use my laptop keyboard anymore. I just got a new one. Just plugged it in. I was like, there you go. <laughs> so when it gets too disgusting to use it, I'll just like throw it away and get a new one. No, I won't. <laughs> no, I won't do that. But <laughs> I was going to get a new keyboard. I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> I'm. I'm, I'm still a child. I'm still tech. No, actually, I'm not a student anymore. I, oh, I, I'm, I am a student because we're always learning. I'm gonna go with that one. Like, loophole. I'm a student. I'm always learning, so I can be messy. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, on. Gabriel. Gabriel, your question in regards to what Danny asked. I have no idea what I asked. Okay. Uh, for implementing features from other tools. Okay. I should have read it, read and carried on. Uh, did you, did you feel, I'm guessing the need to have the having click up features like document creation as in Airtable page designer, I think it's called. So I'm assuming that question when it comes to like adding the features is using Airtable instead of click up, like how, how did that work? Maybe is, Okay, um, so we can we can come back to what mentioned before. Yes, I used in the uh, in in the past Airtable alongside with ClickUp, um, simply because we didn't have the table view and that kind of thing. And right now, um, I did it for content collection to be able to go back social media that kind of thing. Um, dropped it out and just using ClickUp at this point or the scheduler themselves. Uh, social media scheduler. Um, again, documents, you put, Gabriel, you probably won't hear when we're talking about that. Documents, yes, I do use uh, ClickUp docs for a couple of things simply because they're getting duplicated with the task. So for my live show, for my YouTube recordings, I use it in Google Doc. Everything else, so live show, show notes, show notes, public show notes that I'm sharing as well as that I'm sharing with my guests, those are happening in ClickUp. The actual live show description and social media posts are with the video folder for that show because ClickUp documents are simply not there yet. I like that, yet. <laughs> I know what's coming. That's that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Um, Ed, I'm going to bring up this comment because uh, you intrigued me with the smiley faces and then I read some of it. <laughs> I, I just got attracted by the, the emojis. Um, Funny, most people in developed countries don't realize that they're, that fair few developing countries are run with less planning and computing than folks. Agreed to an extent, but I think a lot of people in developed countries, I will say a lot of people in the UK, America, Australia, New Zealand, those sort of countries don't use apps at all. <laughs> they still live on post-it notes, sticky notes, and that sort of stuff. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, even I mean, even Yvonne uses sticky notes using paper. What do you? I mean, I yeah. I actually have two wide and reach, and what? I have a paper calendar over there too. 
I mean, I have a calendar on my door. It's just hidden by all the clothes that are currently over it. <laughs> it's it for me. And it, interestingly, is I have a dry erase annual calendar over there, which is kind of like my overview. It's the, okay, this is what's happening. This is when big events are happening, simply because I wanted to have an eyesight. I do have right around the corner a big whiteboard, which is my brain dump. I love whiteboards. It's the, ooh, that and that. And this is how this fits together and all of the things. And then... I'm moving it into digital. And I even have a whiteboard right next here to me where it's like there's a couple of things where I'm like, okay, this is what I want to focus on this quarter. It needs to be in front of me every single day. And I have room for some fast little notes where in our conversation, oh, I need to do that follow-up. Let's just note it down really fast. Do you remember what that note was that you said you were going to do earlier? No, because I didn't write it down. It was the buttons on the website. I just thought I'd let you know. <laughs> Where is my red? That actually needs to be a red. <laughs> yep. And this is what happens in call. I, ju I just thought I'd uh, I'd remind you just in case you do forget. Ooh. Come on. Come on. Are you using the Canon as well? Canon M50, yeah. Same camera as me. Really? Come on. Focus. Focus. There we are. Sorted. Sorted. My, my camera, for whatever reason, doesn't do that. I've seen loads of M50, like people using the M50, and it just doesn't It doesn't work. Mine f works fine. I mean, I, I usually was... don't have. That was the first time in two years that I really right. had it that bad. Gonna say, I, I don't know. Haven't, haven't experienced that. Um, Torin, really good point. It's a bit of a joke, those uh, amongst the community. The newbies to Vim know... So Vim, as the editor, you can't really do anything with your mouse in Vim, so you can't actually exit it, so some people struggle. But I think this is very true for any tool, any application, anyone new yeah. in an app, unless they are what I class as tech-savvy, good luck. <laughs> there, there are certain things that you can take from some apps to other apps, and you can transfer them across, and having explored a couple hundred apps now, I'm used to what the interface is going to look like. The brain app threw me for a loop because it's like, oh yeah, we're back in like the 1980s. Uh, that, that was the same I thought. And then I just got information overload because I didn't know how to digest it and how that was my first impression too. Yeah. I was like, what is this thing? Where's the sidebar? Oh, that, that small button there that's smaller than my actual mouse um, is how I navigate through these pages. <laughs> um, so their user interface definitely hit News Pro. Features are amazing. Um, but anyone new to an app? You're always uh, going to run into issues. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even, even now, like, I mean, that's why the Twitch streams are just so funny. I'm going in like, how do I do this? This doesn't make sense. This isn't logical. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I already have a Twitch account because I'm following one of my guys over there. And you know what? I have it. Why not stream over there? I'm like, what do you do? Wait, what? There is no recording. What do I need to turn on? Where? What? How, what? <laughs> yeah. Happen with everything. Yep. Yep. I'm, even now I'm on Twitch for some irritating reason. Whenever I go live on Twitch, it goes, you're in show and podcast. But every single stream, I change the category to science and technology. And I even have defaulted it in the schedule, science and technology. I go live, show and podcast. Stop it. And I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> I don't have to do it yet. Um, but you just need to find an actual Twitcher rather than, yeah. Don't yeah. ask me. I don't know. 
it I have a suspicion it's StreamYard doing that as a default, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Set, can you set anything in StreamYard on that somewhere? I don't know. Haven't been in no. StreamYard too long. But StreamYard is like, I would imagine StreamYard is read as a collaboration streaming tool because it can bring things in or cloud-based rather than computer-based. So I have no idea. That is just me completely speculating. I may be way off ball. I probably am. Uh, but it's the only thing I can think of right now. Uh, yeah, that would that would have been my next my next idea where I'm like, okay, something is getting sent out wrong for that. Even when I change the category before I go live, so I have it set up in StreamYard, it's all good. I change the category to science and technology. I go live, boom, it changes back to show on podcast. Yeah, that means it's somewhere in StreamYard. Yeah, yeah, it's either like Twitch reading StreamYard or StreamYard pushing something out. I don't know. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it, I give up. <laughs> I'll just change it when I'm live. Uh, oh, I love the planning conversation that's going on in the in the comment section. Yeah, the planning conversation. What what comments? The, uh, so Kim started out with uh, how Not the Germans are handling their vaccines right now, and yeah, I've been talking with my mom about that. Um, which which Germans should? Yeah, really. We guys know how to plan and you can't run us. But, you know, Cam, the German vaccine distribution is not half the mass that it is in the U.S. Then, yeah. True. That's a really good point, Torin. I should get I should get better at that. Push the like button if you're enjoying the stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're at like an hour 50 almost in, but... <laughs> It's like when 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 I go, especially on live streams, on my recordings, I'm better at it. Hey, hit the subscribe and the bell so you get notified every time I upload a new video. It it, it has become a habit, but on my live shows, I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, um, I forgot that. Um, some some admin break here. Um, hit the like button. Yeah, I don't do that in videos. I just. Yeah, I just don't. I know I should. I just completely forget. I go through the edit. I watch the video back. I'm like, oh, I didn't do that bit again. Oh, never mind. I really don't care. <laughs> At the end of the day, I think most people that will find me are tech savvy enough to they realize... They know. They know how to support you. They know what's going on. Yeah. Unless it's like, I don't want to put an age to it, but unless it's someone that isn't necessarily tech savvy and doesn't know how the subscribe button works... But let's be real, who doesn't know how the subscribe button works on YouTube now? Sorry if you don't. Um, you're probably not watching the stream if you don't know how to use the subscribe button because you probably didn't find me. <laughs> uh, but I, I will say, even as someone that creates content, watches content on a regular basis, I forget to push the like button on things that I've seen and watched. <laughs> I have... I have done that on TikTok actually, where I did scroll back and I'm like, damn it, I didn't hit the like button. I've, so. I've watched But it also comes down, it also comes down to human psychology. It's not necessarily that we don't know how to do it. It's the go do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Let me click that. And that's sure. one of the things I love about Twitch, right? I can go on Twitch, I can watch Twitch, and I don't have to do anything other than just sit there <laughs> and listen. Whereas YouTube, I feel bad when I've watched a stream, uh, and then either someone mentions it in chat or they they bring it up on stream, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't done that yet. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't have to think about it. Like Nick Nimmon, I've watched so many of his streams, and then right towards the end, someone will comment and say, oh, we're almost at so many likes. And like, I've been watching this for three and a bit hours, and I haven't liked it yet. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, that makes me feel bad. Uh, Kim's, Kim's followed up. Uh, I don't consider myself tech savvy. You are 100% tech savvy. Have you seen your Notion space? Like, like anyone that isn't tech savvy won't have a Notion space that has a database in it. You have a database and you've named your databases after Harry Potter. She's a Harry Potter fan. So she's got like the room of requirement um, and, and other things like that. But yeah, you are tech savvy. Um, uh, but I feel like I could I could set up a very easy system to organize the distribution of someone. Yeah, you are tech savvy. Just a little bit. And interestingly, I was talking with a ClickUp developer that does not live in the States that is helping his country right now get set up. No, actually did. That was happening. Are we in the new month yet? That was be happening beginning of February. His country reached out to him to help them set up ClickUp to handle vaccine distribution. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this is cool, but this is also frightening because you as a country, you have to distribute a lot, not just vaccines right now. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's going to be a good test to see whether ClickUp can handle lots of stuff. Unless it's a really, 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 really small country that doesn't have many people. <laughs> it's a fairly good sized country. Yeah, yeah, I would I would imagine. When people say country, it's it's normally fairly large. Um I would imagine three hundred thousand is it's certainly more than that. Uh so yeah, I've no idea how they would manage that, like whether someone has had it or not, because that that's more spreadsheet. And ClickUp's not spreadsheet. ClickUp's database. No, I don't think it's the person by person. It's more the extra distribution to the locations and that kind of yeah. stuff. That makes more sense, I was going to say. Otherwise, like, wow. <laughs> that is a great question, Torin. What does the button do? It goes blue. <laughs> That's literally about it. It goes blue. <laughs> I mean, it kind of helps with the algorithm, but not really. Like, you watching is better, so... Yeah, just just have us on in the background, and, and that'll do better than pushing the like button. Yeah. And I'm not even joking, that's how the algorithm works. Uh, but yes... We, we are we are closing in on two hours, so we'll probably close it out in a second, but uh, in the Linux world, I'm still a newbie. I don't, I'm not even in the Linux world. So I'm more, yeah. I'm more of a newbie than you as a newbie. I'm a dummy newbie. And it's always like we, especially with technology and especially with SaaS and all of that, it becomes really difficult when we know what we don't know. Yes. And I think most of your audience knows what we don't know, which puts us in the, oh, I'm a newbie. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm not tech savvy because what we do know comes natural to us. And then you look at people and I'm like, yeah, you are a nut. You are a full on nut and you fucking know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yet I look at myself and I'm like, I'm, yeah, no, there's definitely people out there that are better than me, but there's also a lot of people out there that are way worse than me, so. And that's a really good point. Learning to program, all the frigging programming, coding videos, you do this, 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 you insert this, you do that, you use all of these terms, and there you go. Sorry, English, please. What exactly. 
I, and I think with a beginner explaining, like, I'm, I'm like one chapter ahead of you. <laughs> That's helpful because you go, okay, this function, this word means this, and it does this and it's actually doing that rather than going, use this function to get this. And I think, and I hope my audience is going to call me out when I get to that point. But I think because also English is my second language, the... Yes, I know how to fancy articulate myself, but it takes so much freaking brain power that I don't want to deal with it, that I can keep it on the low end. Because yes, once we start talking that language and we become an expert, suddenly we do talk that language and where it's like, okay, dial, dial that black back. What, 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 what are you talking about? So it, it can yeah. end up in, yeah. It's dumbing down the terms. And that's what I do in my head to remember things just, like... Just talk plain and simple English. Exactly. Tools are a second language. Yeah. Tags in coding are ears. Right? The, the brackets. You put ears around words. That's how I remember. Like, if I don't have ears around certain things in HTML, it's not going to work. That's how I remember it in my head. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I started, I started my journey with Integromat with parsing and formulas and all kinds of stuff and the damn thing didn't work. And then luckily one of my girls is like, um, you don't have to hand type this stuff in. It's right up there. And then suddenly it worked. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I typed the same thing in. I literally did not type this wrong and still. Don't get me onto ghost blocks in Notion Formula editors. It's so stupid. You push a space, you backspace it, but the space still exists. But you don't know it still exists because you can't see it. So stupid. Anyway, it has been great having you on. Um, and I'm going to use the right word this or a better word this time. Bit of an outtake as to because I've been saying like final words. I'm like it sounds so like dramatic. Final words. It's not like you're going to die. Um, a bit of an outtake. <laughs> Where, where can people find you uh, if they want to contact you? And is there anything anything else you want to add to the conversation before we close the stream down? It's pretty much Ask Evie anywhere. So here's how you can spell it right there, which is why I plugged it in there. Uh, YouTube channel going back. Um, we have we are joining. Actually, I'm, I'm uh, teaming up with Kelly Nobomirabella, who is a chatbot nerd my chatbot queen. I'm teaming up with her in April. So we're actually going to do the beta challenge in April. That'll be interesting video every day. I haven't done that before. So that'll be fun. But yeah, like I think we pretty much covered it all. It comes back down to use the tool that works for you and give the new tool a chance if the old one doesn't. I like that. I like that. Uh, and my outtake is going to answer Yusuf's question, so double whammy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will be streaming tomorrow on YouTube a little bit later than 7 o'clock, probably around 8 o'clock start time, depending on what happens, because Dad's birthday and the rest of it. So I will be on YouTube. And for future reference, I will be on YouTube streaming Saturday and Sunday. I will be on Twitch streaming Monday through Friday. You should set up a live streaming calendar publicly shared so people can import it into their Google Calendar really easy and see exactly where you are and when. I plan on doing that. Twitch already has a scheduler, so they can just look at Twitch for that. But yes, YouTube is Or I could have a newsletter or something, but hopefully it'll become habit. Uh, so yes, so that's where I will be tomorrow. And uh, for everyone else, have a good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time it is where you are. And I'll see you guys tomorrow.
Bye, everybody.